Welcome to The Golden Shadow. My name is Aaron Rogerson. And I'm Melissa Polizzi. Today we're exploring the creative process. And we've been thinking about this a lot recently because we've been attempting to rebuild and relaunch the podcast Mm. in some ways. And this whole experiment of the podcast, of this project, The Golden Shadow, has been a very long journey and it's had twists and turns and it's had a lot of um, failures and a lot of successes. But it brings to question what's happening when you start somewhere with a project or an idea or some sort of blank canvas of a creative medium or creative object like a podcast, let's say. Mm. Um, And then you get to where we are now. Uh, because if you do follow the project, you'll see that there's been a lot of things that we've tried out. It's not just a podcast. It's not just a podcast anymore. (laughs) Um, Maybe it never was just a podcast. Maybe it was more Mm. of this sort of co-creative partnership between myself and Alyssa uh, to see where that would go and what could happen. Um, But something's been created here. There is some sort of entity called Mm. Golden Shadow that has over time become... It's evolved. Yeah. Um, it's individuated, you might say. And that's something we want to get into here is mm-hmm. like, what does it mean to individuate as an entity yeah. or something that's not just a human, mm-hmm. but like a, a project and that, that this is all related to this idea of creation and the creative process. And I think especially anyone who's actually tried to do a project like this themselves. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people listening have tried to do something like this themselves because they're interested in this scene, you might say, but they're also probably creative types. Mm. Probably most people listening to this have dabbled in some sort of creative medium, yeah. whether that's writing or painting or music. Um, but the creative process is interesting because the more you kind of take it apart and examine it, the more you start to see that it's sort of this universal thing that applies to all things. Um, An archetype. <laughs> it's archetypal. Yeah, it's archetypal. Yeah, the creative process is archetypal. Yeah. And I think it's not too different from the hero's journey. Mm. It's not too different from our notion of individu- individuation, as I yeah. said. Um, I think it's not too different from you know, what happens to a seed before it becomes a tree. Yeah. There's some sort of process that's mm-hmm. undergoing of becoming. Yeah. Um, and if we think of the tree as undergoing some sort of process of becoming that's creative, the tree is being created in some way. We can think of the creative process for us uh, as humans who are the only ones who really do this. It's like we are wielding that energy of becoming so the same energy that brings the tree from the seed is also the same. It's the energy that we wield when we bring a blank canvas to a painting that mm. we paint on the wall. Yeah. And there's actually patterns that are true for both those things. Yeah. The human creating something and something you might say creating itself. Yeah. Or God creating something. Yeah. I mean, this topic initially was something that felt really overwhelming to me. Yeah. Not often dancing in the philosophical abstraction, mm-hmm. <laughs> but rather when I could realize and ground this, not only in, say, the experience of the podcast, mm-hmm. but to see this pattern at play in all areas of life, whether 
the creative process is moving through me or I'm an agent of it or I'm a witness to it, you start to realize that you could probably look at pretty much anything and see the creative process at play. So you can think about this path of personal development or becoming the person you're meant to be, like the path Mm -hmm. of individuation. And what does that mean as uh, the living, breathing manifestation of creativity? Or you can think about a new hobby that you're taking on and this goal that you have to, you know, write this book or record this album and what it requires of you, how it breaks you down and builds you back up. And you just start to realize almost, at least for me, that it's so implicit that you don't even realize it's at play. Right. And sometimes in my life, I have felt very divorced from the creative process. I have mm-hmm. not felt like a creative person. I've not felt in touch with that. Yeah. And yet it's been at play at, at every moment in my life. And, and and so I think that this discussion could go in so many different areas because the creative process is like the through line for mm-hmm. nearly everything that we witness. Yeah. So one of the things that speaks to the creative process being a real thing that actually exists is that some people are good at it and some mm. people are not so good at it. And <laughs> there are people who are professionally creative sure, and yeah. people who cannot make it being professionally creative. And mm. in fact, it's quite difficult to get paid to be creative. Yeah. Like yeah. it sounds like, no, it's not <laughs> like artists make a ton of money, but it's like, no, but be, making it as an artist is like basically impossible. Yeah. And most people working, the jobs they work, they don't actually get much opportunity to be creative. Yeah, it's like a slim margin where creativity is allowed or welcomed or encouraged. And the rest of that is like, follow the script. Like, do not innovate. Yeah. We don't want the cashier innovating. Right, that's not your job. That's not your job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because something else that this taps into is, uh, you know, meaning and yeah. Uh, when something is enjoyable, mm. there's often a creative component. When mm. when someone has a job that they enjoy, yeah, often it's because they can be creative in their job. Mm. And that if you don't get to be creative in your job, often it feels very meaningless or unsatisfying. There's like this level of like redundancy and mm-hmm. this kind of like static level of energy. Yeah, where like there's there's no differentiation, there's no change, there's no feeling of what interesting thing is going to come upon my desk today yeah it's the same in same out and like we are not okay maybe i'm going to tap like the evolutionary thread right now but we are not like evolved for that we are not evolved to be these you know tools in a machine that just Mm. you know work 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 never do anything different i think actually the human spirit thrives on the creative chaos that the world presents us Right. And that's why it's so meaningful. And that's why most of us, most people listening probably are interested in creativity and most people probably have some sort of creative, um, hobby at Mm. least that they enjoy quite a Mm. bit. And they might think if I could get paid to do this, like what a dream that would be. Yeah. How amazing. So that's weird, right? Why is creativity so enjoyable? Why is it so meaningful? Yeah. Um, what makes it sort of this universal thing that we can apply to all aspects yeah. of life and can see in all entities around us, uh, you might say. Um, I think uh, just what's coming to mind when yeah. you saying that, which mm. maybe people wouldn't think. It's like, what makes it so enjoyable? It's like, uh, my mind was like, how hard it is. Yeah. 
that's part of it. It's part of it, right? Yeah. It's like the thrill of being pressed against your boundaries and being forced to grow or forced to look at something different or forced to be open to an inspiration is like what drives new energy and cycles it into what's already there. And yeah. that to me, when we talk about that nature of the creative process as truly evolving something, it's because it's forcing you into these states of failure or mistake, then that has to be met with some sort of development or evolution. Mm -hmm. So that's part of what's so enjoyable is like, well, it's hard. You're not yeah. good at it when you start. Yeah, You might have a kind of a knack for it maybe, but it's essentially forcing you to sharpen your tools mm -hmm. or to create new ones. Yeah. So this is going to get difficult because when you have something that is as universal as the create the creative process that's what we're asserting is that it's pretty universal um this is you begin to see that like it's connected to all things mm -hmm. and that therefore this conversation can go in like almost any direction um but what we might want to try and do is sort of define the creative process or mm -hmm. sort of lay out like what's happening yeah. in the creative process um, and so there's, there's some specific points that I think are important. Um, uh, the creative process involves, if I was going to be the most basic or vague, um, I could be, I would say the creative process is the act of bringing order to chaos. Mm. That's pretty vague, right? It's like, well, that's everything. <laughs> and my point is like, exactly. The yeah. creative process is kind of like everything. Um, but what does that mean? Bringing order to chaos. Mm. So um, you can see this in a lot of creative acts and creative mediums is that if you are creating something, you are diving into some sort of ocean of unknown or mm -hmm. ocean of chaos. Um, and you're trying to take that and form it, structure it, sculpt it into something. Yeah. Right. Um, and as you said, like this is partly the the scary part of it and yeah. the risky part of it or the failure part of it or why it's difficult, why it's hard is it's because like by definition, you are venturing into a realm that is unsafe. Mm. And there's really, you know, extreme versions of that where, um, you know, you're being creative by uh, skiing down a mountain mm. and like what are you doing? You're having to like improvise as you go down the mountain. You're having to problem solve as you go down the mountain. Here comes a weird rock you need to get around. Here comes a cliff that you need to avoid. Uh, here's a big turn you need to take. Um, you're being presented with all these problems, all this chaos, sure. all this danger, mm. um, all this unknown, mm. and you're having to chart a course through that unknown. Um, so the creative process is happening when you are bringing that order to chaos. Sure. Again, very vague, very universal. Skiing is one example. Yeah. Right. And this taps into like flow, like the flow state, mm. right? Like mm. the flow state is defined by this sort of like teetering on the precipice of danger, mm. um, not falling into danger because that, that sucks. You don't want that. Yeah. Like the skier doesn't want to fly off the cliff. Like that's like too much chaos, like too much chaos. Like, uh, and at the same time, it's like the skier doesn't want to be too safe. 
in the realm of order yeah, because that's boring. And you're just like going down the mountain on like the path that was already carved out right. and you just do the same thing over and right. over again. Right. Or you're, you're, you know, you're skiing on a, a flat piece of land, cross, <laughs> cross country skiing. Right. For instance, it's like, there's no danger here. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be fun in a different way, but ultimately like that, that flow is essentially getting into the edge of the unknown mm. and problem solving. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. So, in like problem solving is like bringing order to that chaos, mm. right? There's a lot of trial and error that's involved with that. Yeah. Um, where like you try something, it doesn't work, and that's the failure. Whoops, I failed. And then you try again. Yeah. And then you fail, right? Error, error, error. And then you try again, and you keep doing this. And as you trial and error, you eventually create something that works. Right. You succeed. Or something's kind of something. like rises to the surface as like the workable path or the right. workable medium. Right. But it was through that process of trying things out and discarding them and being mm -hmm. able to discard them that yeah. allows for that evolution cycle to continue. Mm -hmm. And if we like trace this back to us talking about the podcast, it's yeah. like, how many hats did we try on? Mm -hmm. How many different things did we see? Like, let's like kind of check this out. Let's see yeah. how this feels. Let's mm -hmm. open up this kind of event. Let's do a YouTube live. Let's teach classes at the STOA. And yeah. it's it's through that process that we realize that really doesn't work. Mm -hmm. This does work. That feels good. Right. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel strong here. Yeah. And through that, the project kind of strengthens its own identity in mm -hmm. a way almost yeah and it's really scary each time at least for me to try on one of those hats and the fear of failure i think is what can prevent people from even engaging in the creative process for sure but it's the allowing of that to happen right. where we start to see uh skill and nuance and mastery really come out yeah. So, you know, the podcast, it starts, we don't know what we're doing. Neither of us have had a podcast before. Yeah. We don't know how to get a podcast on the internet, I guess you could say, even though like, you know, theoretically we get it, but yeah. like, simple. Um, what do we call the podcast? Uh, what are we going to talk about? Mm. Um, you know, there's all these questions. It's all this unknown. Yeah. There's all this chaos and, you know, we're sort of venturing into like this like dark jungle mm. of like the internet of like what could happen it's a scary place. what if people think the podcast is stupid yeah. um what if we are you know what if we get canceled or something like that yeah it's like that's actually pretty scary nowadays yeah um putting yourself out there this is public so there's all this risk and danger chaos unknown and we are sort of like saying yes anyways mm. so that's part of the creative process is you're yeah. saying you're saying yes to this unknown yeah. this chaos which can be, you know, very scary, mm. very exhausting. Mm. You have to be careful that you don't go too far into the chaos. Yeah. Um, but saying yes is how the creative process begins. I'm yeah. going to venture into the darkness. Yeah. And so what do we do? Uh, we pick a name that we like, Golden Shadow. Good good concept, nice imagery, but it works. Uh, and we record an episode and, you know, like, is this going to go well? Is this... <laughs> Are we going to be able to have a conversation and record it and it's going to sound good? Um, and yeah. it turns out like, yes, <laughs> success. Yes, it's good. Oh, we've done a few episodes. Like yeah. this is seems to be like at least kind of working. Um, and then we have people who are actually listening 
who yeah. are saying like, I like the podcast. I enjoy it. Or like this podcast is fire. Like, you know, like people are giving like pretty good feedback. Of like, this is really cool. This is very interesting. This is new. And so there's something that's becoming as we're doing this. Mm. Like we're getting, we're checking off successes like, oh, it's working. Yeah. It's working. But that's not the only side of the creative process. There's also just like the failure side. Yeah. Like the discarding. We used to analyze dreams. If you yeah. listen back to the first, I don't even right. know. Right, we experimented a lot. Fifteen episodes, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure if we did it at the very beginning, but that's a good example of like we're going to experiment because you have to. That's part of the creative process as well. It's like you have to try new things, yeah. And as you try new things, the successes allow for some growth to happen, yeah. And the failures also allow for some growth to happen, yeah. So like we're going to analyze dreams. That was interesting. We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. It's like you realize this is kind of unsustainable. This isn't really working. Yeah. And then there's this trepidation that can come when I when I think you're in the midst of the creative process where you have to cut something out and it's like, oh God, like, can I do that? Right. What's the backlash? Yeah. What 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 is my attachment to this thing? Mm-hmm. What do I think other people think it means? Yeah. It makes me think about how bands they have like a really killer first album and they want to keep innovating keep being creative then they create like a follow-up and everyone's like lame this is super weird like totally have changed their style it's a risk every time to engage the creative process and say this needs to die Mm -hmm. this has to go away for us to keep evolving and it happens like on these micro levels where it's like for us to cut out dream analysis like not that big of a deal no, it's not. But at the same time, it's like you got to have some balls to like do stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's partly like this has been difficult. Um, you know, there's there's also like episodes that we've tried to record that like that didn't go well. That failed. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to upload that one, you know, and like the audience doesn't see that because it doesn't get uploaded. But like, No, but like apply that to like being in a band. Sorry, I'm going to keep talking about music because we're musicians, but it's we, like. We both played in bands and. And like every bad show you've played where it went really terribly. I've played. No. No, Just kidding. (laughs) Every bad show that you've played. Every bad show that I've played where it's in front of people or nobody showed up and that's its own failure. Right. And how, and what's the lesson learned? Do you just give up because you sucked that gig or because nobody showed up? It's like, what did you learn from that? Or maybe it was just a bad roll of the dice, but it's part of the process. And it's like, you're getting better each time. You're getting more comfortable on stage. You're kind of loosening up. You can know how to talk to the crowd. You see how people respond. Like you played that solo better, whatever it is, but you put yourself in, uh, that cage of intensity each time and the failures come often more than the successes, at least in the beginning. I would say they, they absolutely do. (laughs) And that's, that's again, like tip number one to successfully being creative is like embrace failure. Uh, Yeah. And the best creatives are the ones who are resilient enough to fail and say, I'm going to try again and try again and try again. And specifically, it's really, it goes to show you how amazing it is when people um, are doing something creative that's very public. Yeah, yeah. And it starts out public. Mm. And there's varying levels of public. I mean, like what we're doing like is quote unquote public, but mm. you know, it's not like this being broadcast like in yeah. everyone's home, like millions and millions of people. But still, it's like the only way that we can do this and become yeah. and 
grow and have the project become what the project is meant to be, or you might say individuate, mm. is if we have the balls to do it publicly. Mm. And so there's all these failures that we're having publicly. There are some episodes we've done where it's like, mm, it wasn't, wasn't very good. There's some live things we've done where it's like, that went very poorly. <laughs> and I kind of want to delete it, but, uh, you know, that's doing stuff live. That's doing stuff that's public. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a good interview at the Stoa. Yeah. This interview was like really awkward. And, you know, what do we do with that? Uh, it's all public. Everyone can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's, that's a tough part of the creative process is the failure. Yeah. But it's a given that you're going to fail. In yeah. fact, if you do really get into the creative process and you really hone your craft, you will find that you have a good product or you have a success probably like one out of every 10 times you try. Mm-hmm. And if you're really, really, really high level and you're like making like very, very like high level skilled developed art, you'll find that you succeed like one out of a hundred, one yeah. out of a thousand times. If you like, you know, if you're thinking about like the band metaphor, for instance, it's like they're engaging in a very intense creative process and the songs you end up hearing that make it on the radio, that's like one out of like possibly hundreds of songs they tried right. and threw out. Yeah. That's why they have like these B-side compilations. That's right. why they have like these rare recordings of like, what song is that, that the Beatles are playing? Mm. I never heard that on an album. Yeah. It's like, cause it didn't make it to the album yeah. because that's a failed song, right. but they tried and 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 they weren't afraid to fail. Yeah. And that's how you become a better creative person is that resiliency. Yeah. And that resiliency is hard to, to come by. And I think it's important to keep in mind that there's like this spectrum of being engaged with the creative process where like you're in some environments where it's really pushing you to your edge. And so that uh, your kind of tank of resiliency gas is like really, really high mm. or it's really, really low. Yeah. And you can think about times in your life maybe when you've pushed into something uncomfortable, like say music for me, it's like, that's a really public thing. I played all these shows. Like these are my songs. Like maybe mm. I sounded really bad. Yeah. And I, uh, if I reflect on it for the most part, my resiliency and being able to go out and play shows was like pretty good, pretty high. And then it came time to start making an album recording, which is like this super awkward process for yeah. me. Like felt really unnatural and my resilience to deal with every time I like did a take and my voice sounded terrible it was like made me face in the mirror how different that sense of resiliency was from one aspect of creation playing a show to trying to record an album because the stakes felt higher even though they're not necessarily i don't know it doesn't make sense different context but right the context is different and my resiliency changes and that's where you start to realize the, the different kind of nuances, the fractals of being in the creative process where sometimes you feel like you have the strength to keep pushing on. And other times it's like, I give up, like I totally fail. Yeah. And hopefully you pick yourself back up again and you keep going. But that, that was such a powerful lesson for me because my relationship to the creative process changes depending on that context. Right. Right. So you know, you can see what, what, what you're talking about. You can see that playing out on these bigger scales. And for instance, like if you like look it up on YouTube, but like there's recordings of the Beatles, like when they were like in Hamburg, like mm-hmm. Germany, mm-hmm. Yeah, like ha- early, early. Hamburg, but it's like really early Beatles. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
they don't sound very good. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, it's based on like modern sensibilities now. Sure. And like maybe at the time it was still just like, well, this is like really interesting and kind of groundbreaking, but like they sound kind of crappy. Yeah. Their voices aren't very good. Mm. They're really sloppy. Mm. They're playing covers. Like they're not even writing their own songs. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, how did they get from these kids like just like jamming on acoustic guitars like in yeah. the backyard to being like these megastars and and in, incredible innovators right like a heart of 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 what creativity is is yeah. the ability to like create something totally new to like yeah. evolve something forward right and they they became forces of creativity in that right. way right but it's a skill that they developed over time yeah. and they developed that yeah. skill by trying and trying and trying yeah. and trying and failing and failing and failing and failing and um you know People certainly scoffed at John Lennon when he was younger mm. and said, like, you're never going to make money playing guitar. Like, that's even like what his aunt told him is mm. like, what are you doing? You're wasting your life. Yeah. You're not going to make money on guitar. Uh, these songs aren't very good. You guys sound like crap. You're a bunch of losers. And they just like kept going mm. because there was some sort of like vision of like what this could be. And they like developed the skill of creativity through trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing. And going and going and going until eventually they became incredibly good creatives. Yeah. And you could tell that especially is because they were doing things that had never been done before. Mm-hmm. And that's like really that's the epitome of being a creative is, yeah. again, venturing into that unknown. Yeah. Hasn't been explored before. No one's really explored this like landscape of pop music before. Let's try these things. Let's mm-hmm. try writing a song this way. Let's try these harmonies this way. Let's try this these weird tones and these weird songs about weird things <laughs> like, um, you know, the walrus, like, yeah. uh, and like just getting like super out there and like it's working. And so you can tell like that courage, that resiliency to do that. It's really important part of the creative process. Um, and you know, if we bring that back down to like our project, mm. which is essentially like the Beatles, like, <laughs> We're like the Beatles of Jungian podcasts, <laughs> essentially, in, in their early stages. But you can see where this is going, clearly. But, um, you know, uh, the project started in one place, and it's gone in different directions. Mm-hmm. And over time, we have refined what this is. Mm. And you could say the project itself has, like, individuated yeah, it's right. taken steps on the path of individuation. Right. <laughs> it's not there. It's not there yet. It'll never really be there. No one's ever really well, there. You, you never get to the self, right? Right. Whatever that means. The ideal. In terms of a podcast. But um the ideal, right? But it's it, it's interesting to see um how this works for us and these yeah. waves of like big success and then like these waves of like big crash or big yeah. falling apart. Um, and we've certainly had like a big wave of disintegration recently, mm-hmm. which has been like, well, that like wasn't working at all. In fact, it wasn't even sustainable. Yeah. And we need to like take a break for a second. Yeah. You'll notice if you're following along, like the gap between our last episode and our most recent episode. Mm-hmm. And what does that speak to? It's like, it's a time of disintegration. Yeah. It's a time of introversion like going inward and reflecting uh until we can extrovert again go outward and in those moments you consider the array of possibilities of what to do with this thing this entity Mm -hmm. this co-creative thing that we've been working on and it's everything from like 
shoulder on to destroy it and it works and it doesn't work. It's like all of those thoughts are flowing through one's mind. And I think even if you're sitting painting or writing a song or writing a book, it's like you're going through those same moments. Like, did that line make sense? No, no, no. Let me erase it. Let me try again. Or like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, that color doesn't really match or maybe actually the contrast is good. It's like you're constantly going through this narrative of comparing and contrasting and destroying and recreating. And that Mm -hmm. when it's amplified to something that holds so much energy and like libido, like psychological focus, potential for things in your life, you, you start to see how overwhelming the creative process is from like just a painting to like this big thing you're trying to create, like launching a business or whatever it might be. It's like the creative process suddenly becomes something that feels really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And and that I think speaks to that nature of what you're talking about, like walking on that boundary of chaos Mm -hmm. and that danger sometimes can feel too much. Yeah. And that's where like the building of that window of tolerance really comes in. Right. And so it's important that we tie this to the individual as a creative process, mm, mm-hmm. right? And we've covered a lot of these concepts over the course of our work, but that part of growing into the person that you are meant to be, let's say the process of individuation, becoming a person does involve this trial and error, mm-hmm. does involve these failures. It does involve moments of integration, where you are really like growing and bringing these things together, mm-hmm. sort of building, constructing, complexifying, and moments of disintegration where it's like, oh God, it's all falling apart and I have to let it all fall apart or maybe I'll just burn it all down, yeah. you know, and then like rebirth, trying again. Um, and, you know, that can happen in your, um, you know, just your process of like going through puberty and like, you know, you try dating all yeah. these people when you're young maybe and like that dating experience went horribly mm. but like this one went pretty well and maybe i will try to you know be this kind of person in my relationships and that seems to work and i i'm finding i like this better mm. i tried dating this really 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 like hyper masculine guy mm. i didn't like it I tried yeah. dating this more sensitive guy and i did like that mm. you know it's this process of finding out who you are over yeah. time but there's also this process of like, I'm working this job and this job doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm studying job. this major yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't work. Right. And like, that's a failure. Like yeah. I went into college studying psychology mm-hmm. and like, now I'm like studying computer science mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. And like, that actually seems to fit better. Yeah. And so this trial and error of life and these waves of integration, these waves of disintegration, um, that's the human creative process yeah. of like of yourself. And that's like why it's important to realize is that the, the really, the, the path of becoming is always the scary path. Yeah. And yeah. it's always involves a lot of risk, a lot of failure. And part of the way that we become um, in the, you know, in the, in the best way, in the most complete way, the way that we become, become the most whole is our resiliency mm. and our ability to fail yeah. And our ability to walk into the darkness of the future and be like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I, do, I cannot make sense of this path I'm on. You know, maybe I just had a kid, like my first child, and I have no idea how to do this. Mm. But I'm doing it anyways. Like I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to run away from this. I'm going to like 
try to create this baby and turn it into like an actual adult human. Mm. And that's creative in the same way that like, you know, you try exposing your child to soccer and they don't like that. Yeah. You try exposing the swimming and they, they do like that. Right. And or like a way you can talk to them. It's like, mm, they didn't respond well to that, mm-hmm. oh, but they do respond well when I act this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, the testing of the water is that it allows you to see something that's truly not only like resonating in a way that's right or good, but I think creates that atmosphere for things to keep developing in and of itself. And mm-hmm. I guess what I mean by that, just to ground it a little bit more, is like you could raise a child in a way of like total goodness, never challenging them, like just making the path really, really easy. But is that facilitating their own creative process, like how it cycles from you to them? Or do you press them into uncomfortable places? Do you yeah. force them to see things that they don't want to see? And through that, help them become that adult or at least create the environment for it. Yeah. And you start to realize that at every which way that you look at it, the creative process is forcing us close to that fire mm-hmm. and then learning how to work with it. And the ability for us to hone that as individuals is by its nature incredibly difficult and scary process. And you come to realize how much courage it really requires to be participating in the life process. And that there is this lure, like this siren call to go back to a place of um, complicit, complete, how do I say this? Complacency. Complacency. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Complacency where you're not forced into that or like, or you don't force others or you don't engage in the co-creative process. And often that's kind of seen as like a failed individuation, quote unquote, Right. that inability to not only have the courage within oneself, but then to open up. And I don't know if we've talked about intimacy yet and its role in the the co-creative process, but how vulnerable you need to be to others, how connected you need to be to others to create the environment for these things to to evolve together right so yeah the 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 idea of the child um is you know probably like the ultimate creative process or the ultimate creative endeavor the ultimate piece of art you might say um and hopefully that's happening in partnership with someone else at the very least um maybe even in partnership with a a big team of people or Mm -hmm. big village or big tribe of people yeah hopefully but that Raising a child is a good example of how two people need to be co-creative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, how do you make decisions as a team about what the child should be exposed to and not how yeah. much protection should they receive or, or not? Yeah. Um, what should they eat? When should they go to bed? What mm-hmm. should they wear? Mm-hmm. What, do we, what do we name them? Like, there's all these things that you're having to make choices about and all these risks that you're having to take on yeah I'm like not, what if i do it wrong right right what if i do it wrong and you have to kind of reconcile that with your partner um and so that's really interesting is like you're entering into the, a, the, the co-creator process which um is even more difficult and complex in some sense than the individual creator process mm. but definitely more powerful yeah overall um so you know if we think of the podcast as like as our baby you mm. might say like you and I have had to make decisions about this. Yeah. We've had to like try certain things and they haven't worked very well. Mm. Um, and so doing the podcast together has been 
much more powerful than if we were doing it alone. Yeah. And yet much more difficult in some ways than if we were doing it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And not only are you dealing with what the creative process forces you as an individual to go through, but then like, how does that affect how you're engaged in the process? Mm -hmm. So like, say I'm running up against my tolerance window and I'm like, cannot do any more. And that starts to stall things. Do I have the courage to tell you how I'm feeling because Mm -hmm. it's affecting the environment? Or do you hold back or do you lash out or do you succumb or do you overcome? And it's like only through opening, communicating, developing, co-creating strategies that you uh, kind of get past that issue because what's mine becomes ours when we co-create. And the third entity that we have created is a mix of you and I. And so Mm -hmm. we have to keep allowing ourselves to go through these cycles of development and change. Yeah. And if we're able to do that as individuals, the the co-creative line between us like strengthens or evolves itself. Yeah. So there's all these layers of complexity when like you're looking at a tribe of people or parents and a child. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not just you, it's not just them. Mm -hmm. It's everybody's creative process tangling in and evolving into something new. And that can seem really overwhelming, but it's actually, it's really natural and it's happening even without us trying. Yeah. And when it fails, it's often because we're running up, I I think, against some of these walls where we can't face something in ourselves or we can't resolve something. But our nature to fall into this pattern is why we have society. It's why we have family units. It's Mm -hmm. why we have tribes and culture. It's it's just the nature of, I think, how humans relate is to come together and create. Right. Right. And we're definitely leaping around a lot (laughs) for like different concepts here. But like, you know, if we get back to creation being very meaningful mm. right um it is it is like really the fundamental life process yeah and it involves risk right right it's like why flow again like on the on the precipice of chaos mm. like on that edge between chaos and order like not too dangerous not too safe that's really fun right that's why skiing is fun not too dangerous not too safe that's why too games <laughs> that's why you know video games are fun is because like True. they like they stimulate this sort of like problem solving yeah. process of and like it simulates it like you feel right. like you're engaging in it right and if the video game is like way too difficult it's not fun right if the video game is way too easy it's not, not fun. fun i want it yeah. to be somewhere in between where that's it's like kind of difficult but not impossible <laughs> that's flow that's really yeah, fun that's and it's very meaningful because it is that life process and so when you have a creative vocation it's meaningful because like it's that life process you're like really alive you're having to solve problems you're having to improvise (laughs) you're dealing with real risk things really matter yeah you could fail here and it could be catastrophic but you could succeed and it could be amazing and that meaning that comes from creation is just because it's so primal it's so fundamental fundamental to who we are as humans like we create as humans but beyond that as you were alluding to it's like we're built to create as a group Mm. and we're all plugged into this sort of um this this structure this hidden structure of like wanting to create as a group wanting to build as a group wanting Mm. to be co-creative as a tribe yeah because that's how we evolved that's what humans are they're social they're like co-creating beings um so we're all drawn to it and that's like that's when things are like really the most meaningful Mm. is if you are being creative if you're engaging in the creative process in a group of people and a lot of people i am like sad to say, I don't think I actually ever get to really experience that. Yeah. But if you do get to experience it, 
such and beauty. There's so much beauty. There's yeah. so much power. Something falls into place and feels right. Yeah. Like this is this is what living should be like. Yeah. And you know you experience that if you're in a band, if you're in a good tight band and you're all playing music together, it's like this feels fucking great. We're all creating together at the same yeah. time. We're all engaged in this life process as one. You can also you know you're in a dance crew. Um, maybe you're in some really tight knit family. And you're all kind of living yeah, and building say, your life together. Like it reminds me of like what my childhood was like, like mm-hmm. living in New York in this like very stereotypical Italian American culture. Yeah. Lots of kids everywhere. Yeah. All these generations, mm-hmm. everyone helping each other out. It, yeah. it, and when I left, because we moved, it was like, oh, like something's changed here. And it's not yeah. just like this longing for something because uh, of like loneliness. Yeah. Um, it's, you realize that the ability to create life together was so much more enriched by every individual who was participating in it. And when some aspect of that is cut out, like that thread is gone, it's Mm -hmm. no longer feeding into the collective creative fire. And you can see how it becomes less powerful, Mm -hmm. less dynamic, less nuanced, less interesting even. Yeah, there's a vacuum. Yeah, the, yeah. Things yeah. become sterile, cold. Right. Uh, the meaning gets sucked out, right? Mm, mm-hmm. So you can see that, like, really what we're all sort of aiming for, and you know, everyone's different. Everyone has a different personality. And, like, you know, you shouldn't make general generalizations about what people, like, really want out of life, but I'm going to. Like, everyone is looking for a co-creative relationship with a bunch of people. Yeah. That's the tribe. And when people get a taste of that, they really want it. Um they want more of it, yeah. right? And, you know, you experience that. Like, people go to like Burning Man. We've, we brought up this example a lot. But like when you go to Burning Man, like what's happening? It's like you and hopefully a group of people, like maybe your friends, yeah. are coming together to be creative right. for a week. Yeah. And how is it creative? Like you have to go to a blank canvas. This is like this empty patch of land and you have to build a camp. Yeah. How do you make decisions about where to build things? It's like you have to be creative. Mm. How do you know what's going to work and what's going to fail? It's like, well, a bunch of stuff's going to fail. Um, you're going to try building like your little yurt and it's going to like, you, whoops, I forgot like the, you know, the, the tape or the bindings or something like that. It's like, oh, the yurt's not going to work. How do we improvise this? But everyone doing this together, excuse me, I was about to sneeze. Um, it's that ply dust in, (laughs) in my mind. Um, Everyone doing that together, being creative together in this way that really has serious implications, like yeah. it matters. Like right. we're surviving together. Yeah. We're doing the life process together right. as a tribe. It's like incredibly meaningful. Right. Look, there is like this real stereotype about burner people. Yeah. Like we're on burning man tangent, but like there's a reason people are so drawn to it. There's yeah. a reason why people feel so changed by it, by they right. feel so impacted. Yeah. We're taken out of the 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 normal structures of society where everything is built for us. Like there's yeah. not a lot of creative process going around you know where you live and how your house is structured right, everything's it's like, created for you right everything's created for you just plug in yeah just plug in yeah. right that's not what burning man forces you to be in it's the it's the total opposite of that yeah. here's nothing and not yeah. only is it nothing it's difficult yeah it's hot <laughs> it's just uh, uncomfortable mm-hmm. and yet through it coming together problem solving developing something, engaging, seeing a whole city come to life in the middle of a desert. There's just like something that turns on inside people. Yeah. Something's constellated, something incredibly powerful. Yeah. 
And then you start to build this culture around this event. Right. But like, what's at the heart of it? It's like this, this, uh, this energy of human nature that we're all drawn to and that we're actually yeah. kind of cut off from in some ways. In, it's in it's the energy of creation. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Burning Man is essentially a gigantic festival of creativity. <laughs> like that's why there's like literally art there. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's also being really arty and like, look at like my arty costume I made <laughs> and like, true. here's my arty bike. And like, I just like created this design on my bike and yeah. like, what are we going to do tonight? It's like, let's get creative. Mm. And you know, it is this big celebration of creativity, which yeah. is why it's so powerful yeah. and meaningful yeah. for people. Yeah. Um, but you can see that like, this is why relationships are meaningful normally is because they're co-creative. Um, and you can find that a lot of relationships that don't feel super meaningful they are that way because they don't involve any like co-creation. Mm, there's mm-hmm. not, there's not much coming together to build something. What are we, yeah. what are we building together? What are we working on? Um, how are we, how are we sharing in the life process together mm. of like venturing into the unknown and conquering that chaos and like yeah. becoming something. Um, so again, just like Burning Man, you can see this, like if you have a relationship and it doesn't really seem to be based on anything other than like convenience or pleasure. Sure. It's probably not very meaningful, mm. but if you throw something into the mix that forces you to become creative together, yeah. let's say, here's a really difficult experience that you both have to go through, like very suddenly, like throw two people onto, you know, this is extreme and contrived, but like throw two, throw two people into the wilderness and they have to like survive on their own together. It's like, they're going to have to get really creative and they're <laughs> going to bond like crazy yeah. and it's yeah. going to feel very meaningful. Um, have a child with someone. Yeah that's going to feel really meaningful. You have this shared project, this shared life project right. of creation yeah. and being creative and trying yeah. to figure out all these weird problems and kind of venture into this weird, unknown, yeah. dangerous, risky area. Yeah. Start and you're doing a, that together. Start a business together. Right. Because that's what life is. Yeah. I mean, that's like what the animal kingdom is doing. That's what yeah. plants are doing. They're kind of engaged in this creative life process that's very dangerous. Um, and that's what, what it means to be intimate with people really is some sort of co-creative process. It begs the question for people who feel um, sort of separated from that process Mm -hmm. or struggle with that, you know, how can you become more creative? How can they invite that into their life more? Yeah. Good way to end the episode. (laughs) Um, Tips for being more creative. I know this, this episode jumped around quite a bit, but like if we're just trying to talk about basic creativity, Um, you have to accept some things first, which is that like to be creative is to engage in something that has, um, some sort of unknown chaotic component to it. And therefore it might be kind of scary or intimidating. That's a given creation is not easy. Really. It's something that requires some energy and it requires some sort of possibility of failure. Um, but the, the most basic thing you could do is just like try things. So if you have any interest in being creative and, and you have a, a particular medium in mind, maybe you don't have a medium in mind, but you could just pick one if you want to paint or do you want to learn how to play guitar. It's like you just dive in accepting the unknown a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play guitar, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, you know, the full archetype comes up here. It's like you have to be foolish. You have to accept that like I'm going to look like an idiot playing guitar and anyone who sees me is going to think that I'm like an idiot because I sound so bad and I'm so bad at playing guitar. 
and I'm, you know, 40 and like learning how to play guitar and, you know, this 13 year old boy is better than I am. And that makes me feel foolish. You have to accept that. Like, you don't know what you're doing. It's all unknown. And you just dive right in. Um, and that's also true, you know, about relationships or about vocations. If you want to live your life creatively, you have to take risks. You have to dive into the unknown. You have to go places you've never been before. You have to experiment with things that you don't understand. Um, and that's the only path towards growth and the only path towards like developing the skill of being creative. Right. Um, and being in touch with failure. Creativity really is all about resiliency to failure. And you can only get better at your instrument, for instance, if you try and try and try and try and try and you fail over and over again, you can't play this riff, but you keep trying and trying and trying and trying to play the riff over several months and you can finally do it. Or you try writing a song over and over and over again and your all your songs are terrible, but eventually you get a good song and like, that's the process. Um, or you try and try and try and try to find like the right vocation for yourself and you keep failing in all your vocations and like, man, like being a server in a restaurant, like that sucked and I was really bad at it, but like you've learned so much from doing it. And also in your relationships, uh, you know, take risks with your relationships, be creative in your relationships, try to, try to do things that are scary in your relationships and, and try to build things with people. And probably the ultimate act of creation is to have a family. And that's like scary as fuck to so many people and like scary to me. Absolutely. But that's, that's the direction that I want to go in for sure. It's like into this scary, scary darkness of becoming an adult raising a family and having to possibly lose it all. And eventually like, you know, the ultimate darkness is like you die eventually. And that's what life's all about. So that's the creative process. You can be creative. Everyone's creative. The idea that you're not creative is an illusion that you're telling yourself. And all you really need to do is just sort of stand up and go do something. If you find this podcast useful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash goldenshadoworg. If you'd like to keep up to date with our projects, attend one of our live events, or work one-on-one with myself or Aaron, head to www.goldenshadow.org. Thanks for listening. See you later.